Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Miles Bassett. This is Ask Wildman, an open Q&A uh, put forward by Wildman Web Solutions. That is a digital marketing agency based here in Lawrence, Kansas. We specialize in working with small businesses and helping them to leverage technology to grow and achieve their goals. Uh, we started putting out this show about a year ago, uh, kind of beginning of COVID times here. We were getting a lot of questions about, you know, getting people getting their businesses online for the first time. Um, and so we started streaming live every week to our different social media channels and answering your questions. Uh, we're going to keep this up as you know, there, there still are a ton of questions out there. And I don't think any of the changes that we've seen over the last year, at least in digital marketing and doing business online, are really going to go away anytime soon. Um, so we are here to answer your questions. If you have any questions or you just want to jump in the conversation, um, put your questions in the comments below. We are live streaming right now to our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and Twitch channel. So pick your poison there. Uh, and if you're catching this later, you can still uh, get in on this action by emailing us your questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. We'll get to those answers next week um, as we do this every week, Wednesdays at 11. Make sure to check in. Now, I keep saying us here, and that is because I am only half of this coin here. I'm going to bring on the other half. And Mike, there you are. Hello, Mike. Hello, Miles. How in the heck are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. I got my coffee and we are ready to speak to the people. Let's do it. All right. So as promised, we are going to have a little bit of a theme today, and that is voice. We are talking about voice, uh, not just that we like the sounds of our own, but how voice actually interacts with your digital marketing strategy, uh, what you need to know about marketing and voice searches, home assistants, um, and other voice technologies that are coming out there as it's just been growing leaps and bounds over the last couple of years and even the last couple of months. When we say voice, we're talking not strictly just about you know voice searches when you ask Siri about something, but also those home assistants, Amazon Echo and Google Assistant. Uh, we're also talking about listing services. We're also talking about more audio-only mediums, things like podcasts, and also new social media platforms, as Mike loves talking about Clubhouse. I'm, I'm sure we'll be hearing a little bit about that today. So yeah, if you've got any questions, if you've tried to start leveraging voice, if you don't have a voice strategy or you're trying to build one, please throw your thoughts in the comments below and you know we can make this a little bit more of a two-way street and less of a, a lecture up here. I see we're getting our comments coming in. Yeah, and if somebody has another question unrelated to voice, <laughs> we can yeah, certainly take a time out and ask or, or answer that. I don't know if we need to take the whole hour here on this, but yeah, well, we've been we've been getting a lot of questions about voice search, and we've kind of referenced it a couple of times here on the show, and people like to follow up with that. So we definitely wanted to take a little bit more of a deep dive into that subject. But yes, this is an open Q and A. You have any questions about technology, business, marketing, advertising, or you just want to say hi, jump in the comments below. Um, hello, Jeff. See, he's already hopped in and commented. Follow morning, Jeff's Jeff. lead, everyone. 
All right. So again, with voice, we want to start with that, and then we'll kind of get to your questions as they as they filter in here. Uh, so feel free to jump in those comments there. So I think that we should just kind of start start broad here, defining what okay. we're talking about. Why do small businesses specifically need to start looking at if they haven't already developing a voice strategy? Mike, do you want to take that first, and I'll I'll follow up. Sure thing, Miles. Maybe you could help me out here because I was just getting ready to pull it up. But uh, I did write a, an article. I think it's up on the website. Um, hopefully it is uh, about the topic last week. So I'll, I'll reference back to that uh, probably a couple times uh, that came out in our newsletter last week. So if you first of all, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, do that. And I'm sure Miles will put that up on the screen as well. But yeah, let's just take it from 30,000 feet. Um, you know, so why why is voice important? Why is it probably the most important emerging technology out there. We've talked about this a few times, but it, it always bears repeating. You know, first of all, uh, as, as we, you know, give constant uh, examples of on the show, you know, speed wins. And it's usually it's easier for me to say something than it is to go and type it or write it. You know, if I can just speak and have something happen, that's going to save me time. And as we've noticed about human behavior, over hundreds and hundreds of years is that usually if they can do something faster and still get it done reasonably as well, they're going to choose that option. And so the market is going to decide that this is a thing that increases productivity and therefore more of these uh, devices, more of these uh, tools are going to pop up, not only, you know, in, in things that we're going to talk about today, but in things that we can't even fathom right now, you know, in the next 10 or 10 years or so, uh, because of all, because of this principle of speed and, uh, and just the ability to do more quicker. And so that's, that's the fundamental thing that we all have to understand of why this is kind of a tidal wave that's coming that just like the internet, you know, it's not going to be a fad. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a really big thing that's going to keep expanding and keep growing, uh, throughout all different places of the marketplace. And so just like, um, you know, the internet started first with uh, bookstores and then it was, you know, taxi cabs, you know, and now it's gone into like nothing is going to es escape this disruption, I guess is what I'm trying to say uh, when we start thinking about this, you know, 10, 15 years out. So, uh, you know, we always want to be uh, looking ahead, not behind. And so that's what we're doing here today by really explaining this. You know, not all of these things have really come to fruition today. Uh, but they will be in the next few years. So the other big thing about voice uh, in general, and, and now I'm moving more into the human aspect of it, not necessarily a, the AI aspect of it, but you know that is, is that uh, there's a lot of connectivity in voice, and there's been a lot of research done throughout the golden years of radio and even some contemporary research as well, that when people listen to the sound of someone's voice, it creates this trust and it creates this knowing factor that like, I feel like I know them even more than maybe somebody that I even watch on TV. And so like radio personalities like this, again, this has been, you know, case studies decade after decade after decade that people feel like they know them, even though they don't even know what they look like just because they listen to the sound of their voice every day. And so there's something very, very powerful psychologically about the human voice. And so when we get into talking things about things like podcasting uh, and clubhouse and things like that, you know, those are, uh, things to keep in mind as well is that there's something really, really, really powerful about connecting with one another just on the voice alone. 
Uh, so those are the big two things I think, Miles, from 30,000 feet. is just, you know, the technology that's coming out. It's just it's a big speed factor. It's a big convenience factor to be able to say something, and then all of a sudden it happens. Uh, and then on the human-to-human -human aspect of it, there's just a really, really deep psychological connectivity, if you will, when people communicate through their voice. So that's it, like I said, from a really, really big picture point of view. Yeah, you kind of hit the same um, points that I was going to bring up. So I'll just, I'll amplify those a little bit and then jump off into a couple of other things. But um, it's just a new, it's a new medium. It's a new access point to your business. And so, you know, as we say all the time, even if you're not necessarily leveraging something maximally, um, or maybe it doesn't completely make sense for you to look at a particular medium um, or, or a way of getting your message out there, if you're not doing something, know that your competitors are. And so as soon as you stop doing something, or if you're not considering an entire uh, access point to your business like voice, then know that your competitors are and you are falling behind every moment that you're not thinking about this. Um, and it's not, voice isn't completely new. It's been steadily growing for a long time. It's kind of seen a little bit of a spike in this last uh, year as more people were at home and interacting with businesses online a little bit more. I say a little bit more, a hell of a lot more than they were prior to uh, um, pandemic times. And so all sorts of virtual interactions have gone up, but especially with voice. Home assistants have gotten way, 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 way better. We're up into the 90 some percent word recognition rating. Um, they can do all sorts of fun things and, and, and collect information for you that can be useful in your marketing overall. Things like you know, both uh, Google Home and Amazon's Home Assistant can differentiate between human voices. So it knows who is talking to it. So you can collect information or they can collect information, then you can leverage it in your, your marketing to advertise to a household and differentiate your content and the, the uh, user experience with your brand down to the individual family members within a household. Exactly, Miles. And, and the other big thing there is that, you know, it has the capability to remember who in the household order what products and then reference right. that back uh, to them. And so, you know, when we extrapolate this, this out a little bit, you know, it becomes really, really evident really quickly. And, and this is something that I alluded to in that article. And I don't know if you were able to put that in the comment section for the folks, but if you did, or if you haven't, please do when you get a chance, Miles. One of the things that really came about in that was a brand. And that is, if I don't say the name of your brand when I'm searching for something in voice, there's a huge divide between what's going to happen and what's currently happening right now with, you know, the text-based uh, search. You know, when I actually go to Google and I type something in, right? Well, what mm -hmm. happens there is I'm going to see that search result, but I'm also going to see maybe, what, 8 to 10, what are usually, I mean, I guess if we include the ads, probably more than that, probably more like a dozen different results of varying businesses within that category. So I'm going to see the competitors. Now, what happens when I search on say Alexa and I gave this example of the pizza place the other day in the article is that you know I I've, I've got five pizza places within about a mile of my home when I asked Alexa the other day to send me a, a pizza I think I said Alexa you know order me a pizza for delivery it gave me the pizza hut on West 6th Street and then it said do you want me to order that now or something like that you want me to call it now I think now what's going to be interesting if this progresses is what percent of people are going to say yes to that first result and what percent of people are going to say no show me other results because if you do prompt it it will list off maybe like three or four other results but you have to prompt it 
and then, you know, as, and then as I buy things, right, it's going to remember where I buy it from. So let's say that I buy it from Rudy's one day and I buy it from Spin. Okay. Then maybe the next time I go back, it's going to ask me if I want one of those two. But then if I say, show me something else, it's probably going to go right back to that Pizza Hut, right? Because for whatever reason, and Miles, I want you to get into this a little bit more on the technical side. You know, they have that listing. They have that voice SEO, if you will, you know, that uh, has put them up there, at least in my area, when I do the search for it. And you may get a different result um, since we're in a little bit different areas. But, you know, that that's going to be really interesting how this whole thing plays out. And just so to come back to brand for a minute. And so to me, if I'm thinking about my business in the next five or 10 years, and this is for any category out there. You know, this is like if you're not packing it up, if you're not calling it a day by like Labor Day, you know, if you're not going to retire, like we're talking to you. Like you need to think about how are people going to search in a voice first world, just like we talked five, 10 years ago about a mobile first world, which we're in now. How are people going to search for you in a voice first world? And I would be putting, you know, 80% of my time and my energy and my dollars into building that brand, into building that brand equity, to building that top of mind awareness in my category. And so when somebody thinks about my category, they have to think around me, you know? And I know I've used this cat, this example before, but everybody knows this example when I talk about it. Well, actually two of them. There's one, one that's kind of a, a positive example and a positive memory for people and one that people usually uh, gripe about, I guess, for lack of a better term. And the first one is the Pizza Hut radio jingle, right? Everybody knows if you live in Lawrence for any amount of time, even if you've never listened to the three local commercial radio stations, you know the name, or excuse me, you know the name Pizza Hut, and you know the phone number, 842-1212, call us not Pizza Shuttle. I, I think we're, he's, he's trying to say Pizza Shuttle there. Pizza Shuttle, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, See, I yeah got, it's a I very got, famous got, local marketing I, campaign. I, yeah, I got the, uh, at least I got the jingle part right. Sorry, I still had pizza head in my brain from Alexa. Right, pizza shuttle. Sorry, pizza shuttle. Eight four two one two one two calls now. Pizza shuttle. Right. I've been running that yeah same jingle for twenty five plus years. Brand, 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 brand. Long term and repetitive. Long term and repetitive. When you think about ordering a pizza, they have to. They you have to think about pizza shuttle. Right. You have to think around them. You have to think like even on a subconscious level that will pop into your head. Now, interesting, they don't have that same brand equity if, if we're just talking about search, right? So like these people who have spent the last 10 or 15 years building up their SEO results, but haven't done the branding work on the advertising side of things, they're going to have to start digging a new well right now because the game has changed, right? Just like if you built this glorious website 15 years ago, but it was completely unmobile friendly, well... You had, to, you had to totally update it or probably even scrap it and rebuild it to make it mobile friendly, right? Because the whole landscape changed. Well, same thing's going to happen here unless you also built up that brand. This is why, again, brand is so effing important. Second example of this, this is the one that people gripe about, and that is Academy Cars and Lonnie Blackburn, right? Are you familiar with those commercials, Miles? Yes, I am. Right? If you've listened to the radio at any time in the past 10 or 15 years, you know what I'm talking about because he runs these very lengthy, you know, some would say annoying car commercials all the time. And, and they're, it's actually a national campaign that, uh, you know, those, those same scripts are tweaked for different dealerships and different 
areas all over the country. And the reason that that, that campaign and the company that does that has been so successful is because they freaking work, you know. And uh, back when I was selling radio, people used to always tell me, can you get that Lonnie Blackburn off the air? That is stuff is so annoying. But what they didn't know is that Lonnie was just blazing his name into their into their brain. And so on a subconscious level, when you thought about used cars in Lawrence, you had to think around Lonnie Blackburn. Even you when had, they're asking to have it removed, they're asking for him by name. It's 100%. They're promoting them as they're saying, man, that stuff's so annoying. Well, but it works. Okay. Again, it's brand, it's brand, it's brand, it's brand, it's brand. So the, that's something really, really interesting that I think that everybody needs to take a little bit of time and think about and apply that to your same, your, that same business. Because somebody right now could be thinking, man, I'm sitting pretty. I have the number one ranking in all my SEO, you know, Google search terms. I even got Bing. I even, I'm working on uh, DuckDuckGo, you know, right now, you know, like they they really like think they've got it set, but what they don't understand is that the rules of the entire game are about to change. Wilt Chamberlain's about to come and be a player on the court now. And so we're going to have to change all the rules because it's a totally different game, right? And if, I, if I'm not building that brand equity at the same time, and I'm not also building up my listings and my SEO, so to speak, on, on voice first, then I'm not digging my well and I'm going to end up being thirsty. And I will have a couple of tips on voice search and how to modify your SEO campaign in order to work a little bit better with search. But that does bring up a really interesting, I don't know, uh, a side point here. And that is as far as optimizing for search or looking at how some of these different uh, voice technologies, looking at, you know, specifically at Amazon's home assistant search, we don't know how those are working yet. We don't know how they're prioritizing things. They have their pr proprietary algorithms. They have their own search functions that aren't necessarily leveraging the algorithms that we've been working with or that we as uh, search engine optimizers and experts are used to. Um, it's, it's a whole new game over here. And so you said that um, your Alexa was recommending Pizza Hut near you. Um, and then you could call me up, someone who's been working as a, a search engine optimizer for a long time. Um, and, you know, might be considered an expert in the field. And I can't tell you why, mm. at least not for certain. I, I've got some ideas on the whole thing um, and we'll call them educated guesses, but we don't actually know for sure. And so the next couple of years and of, of effort from people in the search world are kind of be, gonna be guess and check, figure out what works. Um, maybe some of the larger platforms will start releasing some more information on that and allowing us to work with them on that. But as of right now, there's a big question mark next to the actual inner workings of voice search. And the, the way around that, the sort of hack, if you will, is that branding that you're, you're bringing up here. Because no matter what algorithm you're running, if you are searching something on a respectable platform that actually works well, and you ask for your business by name, it has to give you that business. Mm -hmm. Instead as long as, of as long saying, as you have I that want listing, pizza. Yeah, yeah right. if, instead of saying, I want pizza, you say, order me Rudy's, then it has to go directly to Rudy's here. Um, so that is kind of, that's the workaround, regardless of how all these platforms change and grow and develop. And regardless of what information is made available to us SEO people, um, or, you know, what's kept behind the curtain brand works and that will continue to work. So I think that that's yeah. still, that's still uh, a good advice though. I will have a couple of tips on the SEO side of things to make sure that you do have that organic ranking, hopefully alongside your branding efforts.
Yeah, definitely, Miles. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm just gonna I'm expand on that for one quick minute because this is actually what keeps me up at night right now. Like, is you're like, what is what keeps me up at night is what I'm about to tell you because what if? Okay, let's just let's just play with this a little bit here. You know, Amazon just bought. Well, not just bought. I guess it's been a little bit, but they they recently bought in recent memory bought Whole Foods, correct? Okay, that's huge, not so recent anymore. Not not so I know not so recent anymore, <laughs> but it was a huge huge acquisition, and I think I just read the other day. I think this is accurate. Maybe double check me on it, but I think that Kansas City is going to get uh, an one of these um, Whole Foods slash Amazon smart stores. Uh, very, in, very, very soon, like sometime this summer. And so that's going to be really interesting to see how that, this, that plays out. But, you know, what if, what if they just kept going down that road? And what if they bought their own pizza place? You know, just using the example of the pizza place, right? Or, you know, what if Google start, you know, started their own pizza place or whatever, their own hardware stores? You know, I mean, we could, we could just go from category to category here. Or what if they partner this is probably even the more likely scenario. What if they partner with existing, you know, Fortune 500 companies that can throw a whole lot of cash at them, uh, or you know, could do a complete merger slash buyout, like the Whole Foods example? And all of a sudden, when you say Alexa, give me this or Alexa, give me that, there are no other choices because, like you just said, they we don't know exactly how the voice algorithms work at this point, and we may never know. And instead of going the other way and it opens up, it may go completely 180 degrees the other way. And it may be a completely closed platform. And the small businesses are just shut out of that. And that's what keeps me up at night. And that's why I'm talking about to every small business, the importance of growing your brand. Because again, that's the workaround. If I can, if I say the name of your brand, that's how you can get around this. You know, uh, as long as you have your listing set up properly and we can help you with that, you know, that it doesn't cost hardly anything to do that. Everybody should do that. But that's that's the thing that I'm like, huh? I mean, they could really throw a huge right hook out there <laughs> and uh, it'd be good night, Irene, for uh, for a lot of folks. So so that that, you know, I, I'm not trying to scare anybody here. But, you know, again, we just want to we, we just want to think about all the options that are on the table and not take this stuff lightly you know, not take it as a grain of salt because uh, it's going to be here really, really soon. It's already happening here and not just this stuff, folks. I mean, there's all kinds of things coming down, you know, the pipes with self-driving cars and and all the rest that are going to completely disrupt 99% of the businesses out there. So we just got to stay on our toes. That's why we're having this conversation. Not to scare anyone out there, but (laughs) everything is going to change. It's already changed. You're screwed. So jumping off of that, I think it's probably about time to jump into some actual actionable steps, some tips on the whole thing, um, because it's not just a, a horror story here. This is a very useful tool that you mm-hmm. can start to leverage. Um, and some of some of it's pretty, uh, gets pretty complicated. Some of it's a little bit more extensive, but some of it's pretty easy. So I think that the first tip that we can put out there that is for voice search, for regular text-based search, for just being a business in 2021 is that listing claim. You have to have your listings properly um, claimed and optimized. At the very least, you need to have a Google My Business listing. That tells Google everything about you, where you are, how to contact you, what you do. Um, And it's the very first step to showing up in any and all 
searches. You can do as little as just claim your listing saying, here's, here's my business, here's where I am, here's what I'm called, here's what I do. Or you can really build out that listing into pretty much its own website. It can be something the size of your own website. You can post to it like social media. That's where you're going to get your reviews from. Um, you can put tons of different information on all your different services and offerings and hour changes and uh, updates out to everyone for, I don't know, holiday hours or uh, COVID reactions and how you're doing that. A ton of different things you can do with that. It's a very powerful tool and it's really easy for uh, for anyone to go out there and set up. So at least do that. Extending beyond that, going into more listings. Listing is really just getting your business information out there, your name, address, phone number, website, etc. Um, and there's a ton of places online where that information can reside. Um, of course, you've got you know the Google listing, you've got the social media accounts. You also have business directories out there. So think like the old school phone book, but there's a thousand of them and they're all um, all over the net. You've got um, apps that have business information. You've got map services. You know, there's a different directory for searching for businesses on Google Maps than there is on Apple Maps and Yahoo Maps. And there are more industry-specific sites, uh, specifically for restaurants in your area or for hardware stores in your area or whatever it is. So there's a ton of different places that your information can live on the internet. You can go out there and claim as many as you possibly can, manage all those things, or there are some tools that can help you do that. We have one here that's that's very helpful and mostly automated but you know there's a ton out there do a little bit of research and find one that works for you uh, and, and get your information out there get your listings out there because that is the first step and it's so easy and so affordable it's it's an absolute must in 2021 it's the first step to getting found on regular search um, on mobile and of course now in voice search uh, then I want to go into a couple more specific things on just voice search as it really has changed the name of the game for SEO, for search engine optimization. The big change is that people are using more natural language. It's actually kind of a reversion back to early searches because when the internet was first coming out, we got our first search engines, people were asking full language questions. So um, they would have, you know, they would actually end the question with a question mark. They'd go, Dear Google, where is the thing near me? Question mark. Mm -hmm. um, now we use that as a joke now, but people really were typing in long form questions. And so in order to show up in those results, you would have to optimize your content to answer those long form questions. And then as people got a little bit more used to the internet and used to searching, um, they realized they only needed to put in a couple of keywords. You're not asking a full question of where is the nearest pizza place to me, please. You're saying pizza, Lawrence, Kansas pizza near me, whatever. And then it spits out those results. Now, when you come to voice search, people are going back to asking those entire questions. And those questions are being converted into text form and then put through some form of search algorithm. And so you now have to revert back to that, that old school way of doing things and optimizing your content for natural language and for long tail keywords, full phrases. So a, a quick and easy way to do that is to think of some of those questions that people might ask um, and you know, put that actual question in your content. If you're writing a blog, or if you're doing social media posts, have the title of that be, where's the best pizza place in Lawrence, Kansas? And then write a bit about that and why you're amazing and better than everyone else here. Those kinds of questions and those long tail keywords, um, those natural language searches 
are now going to be the name of the game. And I say that because voice search is a huge portion of the search market, depending on where you're looking and, and what, what data you're pulling here, it can be anywhere from a third to half the searches on the internet are done through some sort of voice interaction. Um, so if you are not thinking about this with your um, SEO strategy and you don't have um, more natural language in there, more long-term keywords, you're not catering to this type of search, then you're missing out on a gigantic chunk of the market here. Yeah, definitely, Miles. There's a, a stat that I saw that 90 million people in the United States used voice search last year in 2020. And uh, a recent survey with consumers said that 70, more than 70% of them would rather do a voice search than traditional search when, when looking to buy something. So hugely important. You also have to think about, and we always say, know your audience, know your medium, know the technology you're using. Think about how people are using voice search um, because it is a little bit different. One of the biggest changes, one of the biggest differences between voice search and call it traditional search um, is that people are much more likely to be searching for something local mm -hmm. through voice. If they're searching for something that could be nationwide, it could come from anywhere, they're going to go text-based searches. But if you're asking Alexa to do something, uh, to search for something, if you're asking your Google Assistant or Siri, wh whatever it is, you're most likely looking for something near you or something that you can interact with directly near you. So that's another tip on, um, on, on search engine optimization when it comes to voice, optimize for local searches. If you are a local business, you have a physical location, then make sure to throw in those location tags in there, cite your city all the time um, in all of your content. If you have multiple locations or your national business, instead of looking at doing one vast uh, national campaign, do a bunch of smaller ones that focus on each one of those locations. So you've got all of your long tail keywords followed by the city that you're in and make sure to have those geographically based keywords in there because voice search is local. Um, I think the last point that I had here was just trying to keep things concise and also still looking at those kind of question formed searches. So, I mean, think about it. If you're interacting with, with Alexa, you're interacting with Google, you ask a question you want it to say, the answer to that question is this, and then you move on with your day. You don't want it to read you a novel. So think about that kind of question. And then at the very top of your content, very top of your article, your website page, whatever you're putting out there, put the answer at the very beginning in the most concise and clear and keyword heavy way that you possibly can, because that's where these, um, these, these voice assistants, these home assistants are going to be looking for the answer. They're going to look for an article that has the title of that question, and then they're gonna find the article that has the answer right then and there in the most concise, clear, and accurate way possible, and they're going to deliver that to consumers. And that's gonna to count towards traffic towards your site. That's going to uh, uh, make you rank higher in whatever sort of ranking hierarchy these things are using. Um, and it's, it's going to establish you as an authority in your space if you are the one that you know, Siri goes to for answers all the time. So be concise, think about questions, think about things in form of natural language and keep it local. I think those are gonna be my, my voice search tips of the day. All right, if you guys have any questions on this, or you just wanna jump in on the conversation, please comment below. Again, this is not supposed to be a lecture. We are, use, we are, we are basing this content um, on your feedback and the questions we've gotten over the last 
a couple of weeks here from, from you, either in the comments here, in our personal interactions, in our email, um, in the Ask Wildman email, askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Um, so that's where we're getting all this stuff from. So please keep it coming, everyone. Um, but I did want to go into sort of another aspect of, of voice before we, we move on to anything else. I mean, it's cool for, for search. It's very convenient. There's a lot of people using it for search, and we definitely need to think about that. But that shouldn't be the entirety of your voice strategy. As you kind of started to talk about at the very beginning of this, Mike, voice has a very unique way of interacting with people. We posted a little while back, I think, uh, earlier this week or last week, um, that quote that you said last uh, last week on the show, I think, um, that voice is the organ of the soul. Mm -hmm. It's a very personal way of interacting with someone. Um, and it's, it's something that we don't really get in a lot of other um, online content and marketing content. It just doesn't get across in any kind of text-based solutions. Right. You know, listening to the human voice is a really special way of communicating with someone and allows you to have a more personal, more meaningful connection with your customers. And used properly, these technologies surrounding voice can allow you to expand on your content marketing strategy, get some more stuff out there, and really engage with your end users in a very unique, very meaningful way that your competition may not be doing, very likely is not doing, especially on the scale of business that we're talking about. Um, we're looking at some cool um, content marketing plays that some of the bigger businesses have have done over the last couple of years. Um, I've, I've got a list here. I mean, some of it is really just providing resources. You know, looking at uh, Campbell's and Nestle, both created skills for Alexa to um, read people cooking instructions and recipes while they're going through the entire thing mm -hmm. so that they will you know, promote their products and those things, of course. But um, also it's just having people engage with that brand regularly and having recurring positive interactions. If you're asking Nestle every night how to make dinner and, and it's talking you through the entire thing, that's a very personalized, very meaningful interaction that you've had with that brand. Yep. Uh, Patron's got one out there for um, making different cocktails, of course, telling you to use Patron tequila. You've got a PayPal integration with Siri so that you can tell Siri to send money to friends and family and other businesses that are using PayPal. Of course, you've got you know Domino's and other big pizza places allowing you to order directly from your couch and having that be very personalized. It remembers what you ordered last time and asks you if you want to do the same thing. Um, there's other educational skills being built out there. Regardless, the, the, the point here is that it's everything that we've been saying for the last couple of months on content marketing and providing value to your end users, to your audience, mm -hmm. but in a very unique, very engaging, very personalized way that allows you to have very meaningful conversations and regular engagements with your audience that you know, maybe you couldn't do before and most likely that your 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 competition isn't doing yeah definitely miles i mean it's it's a great great new technique uh that's been emerging on the platform you know it's, it's just a way to uh, provide somebody value and uh and again you know you're you know you are just the one who's facilitating that and so it, it's a yeah beautiful example of, of content marketing merging with this new new technology and uh, I think that even the smallest of businesses should be looking at, you know, can I make a, a an Alexa skill 
uh, either in that way or even internally, you know, uh, as a way to basically streamline their business, make it more efficient. Uh, You know, that's something else that we haven't really touched on uh, yet. But, you know, there's a lot of things out there that are already built. And there's like something like 80, I think, thousand Alexa skills at this point, you know, and they're and they're growing all the time. I mean, that's going to end up looking like a small number here in a few years. Um, So, you know, definitely go and explore what is already out there. But then, yeah, also take a look at, hey, is there something that I could build, um, you know, either, again, as an as an external, you know, kind of content marketing piece or a way to help people bring value to people or internally as a way to streamline uh, your operations, make yourself more efficient. You know, even if you're just a solopreneur, I, I would be looking at, you know, these kind of Alexa skills that, you know, allow you to uh, have your inbox, you know, read to you. You can do, you know, all of your mail by uh, by voice. You know, you can have uh, Alexa book your appointments for you and manage your calendar, you know, same with Google. You know, I mean, all of these things that uh, can just, you know, end up kind of being like a, a personal assistant to you. Uh, you know, would be very, very helpful for most of the small businesses and certainly the solar entrepreneurs out there that we know. So, yeah, there's a wide, wide range of skills out there. Uh, And like I said, it's growing all the time. But, you know, the examples that you gave as a way to do content marketing through it, I think is is absolutely beautiful. And uh, it's it's the future. You know, I mean, it's it's the now of marketing. But it's just going to continue to grow and also be the future of marketing for not only big brands like that, but for small businesses like us. Yeah, a bunch of utility, a bunch of um, automations that you can build into the whole thing. Um, But overall, it really just allows you to have and to create more natural and seamless engagements with with your audience that encourages retention, uh, brand loyalty. Uh, it's it's kind of what we were talking about. I think in, uh, we were talking about chatbots um, for for this particular point, but saying that the chatbot isn't really meant to replace a human or anything. It's meant to facilitate that interaction, get them to a real human in a faster, more meaningful way so that the entire experience is a little bit uh, smoother. It's a little bit faster. It's more convenient for the end user. It's more pleasant. And if you can have that sort of seamless uh, transition from pure technology to true human interaction, then that allows the the end user and your your audience member to um, interact with your brand in a much more meaningful way, a much more engaging way, and one that's going to stick with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so voice is just sort of an extension of of that. You can really make a a a very powerful experience and a very customized experience with, like I said, the information that we, we gather from these, uh, these technologies, they know who they're talking to in a household. You can completely personalize your message and have this little artificially intelligent talking box in the corner, spouting your brand spiel exactly to the right person at exactly the right time when they wanted to hear it. And then giving them an access point directly to your business. Yeah. That is immensely powerful if leveraged properly. Definitely. And that's why everybody needs to be thinking about how, how can I and how should I create content in, in a voice first world? And, you know, you, you just gave some great examples of how to do that. But, uh, you know, podcasting is another way. Uh, Clubhouse, you know, is another way. And there's going to be more emerging voice first platforms coming down the pipeline very, very soon. But uh, that, that's a way that people are going to, you know, going back to what we talked about a little bit last week, 
That's a way that people can get to know, like, and trust you in a more deeper, uh, more consuming way than just reading your posts online or even, you know, reading your blog or even, you know, even watching video, you know, and, and people mm-hmm. may think, you know, video has kind of been king the last five or so years. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to go away, but I think it's going to change. And I think the voice is going to take that, that driver's seat and, and just going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. And that's because of speed and the fact that when I'm, when I'm engaging with the voice uh, piece of content, I can multitask, right? When I, when somebody sits down and watches, and they, and they probably don't sit down and watch us miles because we're not much to look at, but when somebody sits down and watches a normal video or a live presentation, you know, they're actually watching it uh, almost as much as they're listening to it. Whereas with a podcast, I don't have to sit down and engage with that. It doesn't have to consume all of my attention. I can be doing other things. I can be, uh, you know, answering texts, emails, I can be traveling, I can be doing things around the house or the office or wherever while I'm also consuming that. So what happens is I end up consuming more of it. Uh, you know, we mentioned Clubhouse a few times, I, I guess we get into it now, but, uh, you know, that app has now set the record according to the Apple uh, App Store for the most long log screen time in history across its user base. And it's actually not screen time at all. When you think about it, it's ear time, you know, it's speaker time. It's that, and that's why people are consuming such massive levels of it. And they're on there for three, four, five, six hours a day is because it's much more digestible to consume audio than it is anything else. It's much easier to do it than text and, and much easier to do it than video. And so that's what we have working in our advantage is that people can consume long form stuff easier. We can get into the minutia, you know, in the details and really talk to somebody and really tell stories and really explain things and correct misconceptions and, you know, and things like that. And and part of the beauty of uh, a platform like clubhouse is that it's, it's interactive and it's not one to many. It can be, it can be one to many, or it can be many to many and you can have people join you, you know, right there interactively and uh, ask questions and give feedback. And, you know, that's, that's an incredible medium uh, to be, uh, to be exploring of how your brand can fit into that. Uh, and we, we do have a little bit of news on that front for everybody who's been waiting on, on the Android uh, side of the world is that they did mention in their town hall on Sunday that, uh, they are anticipating, now take this with a grain of salt, they're anticipating that they're going to be ready to launch Android sometime in the next four to six weeks. So I think a lot faster than most of us uh, had anticipated, but they do have a, a, a demo version of it right now, and it does work. And they've just added a third developer on the Android-only team. So uh, it should be very, very soon that uh, Clubhouse... Uh, goes on the Android, and of course, that will just explode uh, the size of that community, which has already been exploding. And then, like we've talked about before, Facebook uh, is working feverishly right now to launch its own voice-only uh, platform, which uh, coincidentally, at the moment, looks a lot like Clubhouse. So <laughs> we'll see. Ooh, what a thought. There, <laughs> there may be some some losses. That's a great idea. There. I'll take that. <laughs> Yes. 
and uh, and Twitter has been working on their own version as well. So you know, like, so this is this is all you know going to be uh, greatly exponentially expanding from where it is now. And so that's why it's a good thing to be looking at this, you know, now and figuring out your strategy. Um, And then, of course, there's just good old fashioned podcasting, which, you know, it seems like now at this point it's been around for a little while, but uh, it's still what we would consider an emerging platform. And it's still not too late, uh, you know, to jump in and start doing a podcast. And I would highly recommend that every business out there uh, takes a look at doing a podcast because again, it's, it's a really great way to connect with somebody to build that know, like, and trust factor and to do deep dives, uh, tell, tell stories, uh, you know, give explanations, uh, and things that you can't really get across in that short term, short attention span world that people are usually into, uh, when they're consuming media online or, or in a social platform. And so it's really a great advantage to do that. And along those lines, Miles, I'm going to put you on the hot seat right now because we have our Ask Wildman podcast set to come out sometime very, very soon. And I just got word from Anna that she has done everything she possibly can to get that thing ready to launch. And we are just waiting on you oh, is to that set on me now? something up. Set something, yeah, yeah. So you've got to tell the people right <laughs> now when the Ask Wildman podcast will be launched. Yeah. I got to figure out what what it is I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and as soon as I figure out what I'm supposed to be doing, I will do that thing. Okay. All right. Well, it's coming real soon, folks. Uh, and along those lines, sorry to put you on the hot seat there, Miles. I was just having some fun. But along those lines, uh, we are, we'll also be launching a podcast network, Lawrence Podcast Network, coming down the pipeline very, very soon. So if you are a podcaster or you're getting ready to start a podcaster and you've just been like, oh, I need a little bit of help or... I don't want to do this, and then nobody's there to listen. Talk to us, DM us. Uh, the Lawrence Podcast Network is going to be all about cross-promoting each other and uh, and building each other up, and so that's what we're here to provide. So let us know how we can help you uh, grow your podcast and uh, start your journey into voice-first content. Yeah, we, we are practicing what we preach here. So I think there's a lot of people that probably just didn't interact with this show um, on audio, I know I've talked to a couple of our regular listeners, and Jeff right now has commented on how he does not—he doesn't look at us while he's working on stuff. That's <laughs> it's probably a smart, good idea. Smart plan. Yeah, good idea, Jeff. We're really—we <laughs> got some faces for radio over here. Um, but yeah, we are going to be putting this out on a podcast. Apparently, as soon as I can get my act together, um, and then yeah, we we are going to be launching the Lawrence Podcast Network. Uh, we think that audio really is where things are going, um, and and you know the the Lawrence community has really been lacking on that side of things. So we want to help to get that platform out there and give people a vehicle to start creating content and putting it out there for our community to enjoy. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of benefits to, to working with it and using it. Hopefully it will allow people to cross promote. We're going to be a hosting podcast, taking care of all the technical side of everything, the marketing side of things and helping you to grow everything there. So like Mike said, you know, if you've got an existing podcast, we'd like to talk to you, or if you just thought about doing something like that, you've thought about putting something together, you've got something interesting to say, um, but you just haven't you know, didn't know how to do it or haven't really had the ability to do that yet, uh, then you know, reach out to us as well because we are here for that. 
Okay, looking over at the comments over here to see if we've got anything to talk about this week. We've got a couple of points, but I think we're probably going to hit those. Probably hit these things next week. Um, we are going to be back live um, on April 7th, next Wednesday. Um, you said earlier that you had a voice article uh, coming out. We do not, in fact, have that up on the website yet. <laughs> okay. uh, we, That's we, why I couldn't a, find it. <laughs> well, we've got a bunch of new articles coming up there. I know I've written a couple. I know Anna's written a couple. And we've got some more coming from you as well. I, I think we have that one scheduled to drop soon, but I'm not entirely sure when. Regardless, this is a good opportunity for you to sign up for a newsletter because you do get this stuff earlier than anyone, earlier than the public. And some of that stuff never goes out to the public and it just exists in that newsletter. So sign up for it. I put the link in there, or you can just go to our website. There's a sign up form um, on, I think, pretty much every page. Something pops up and asks you to sign up for the newsletter at this point. So uh, please put your email in there. It's not spammy at all. Uh, we're really just putting out value. It's, it's, it's very much like this show here. So uh, give that a thought. Or if you have someone else that you think would um, benefit from that and they can't tune into this show for whatever reason, then you know maybe that's a better uh, better medium for them. Okay, well, I think that's that's pretty much it for today. Mike, you want to wrap up? We're coming up coming up on an hour here. I think they're they're probably tired of listening to us. Oh, I don't believe that for a minute. They're just going to get warmed up for that fifty plus hours of podcasts that are about to drop, folks. Uh, yeah, when when we do launch the podcast, uh, we, we've we've got uh, I think fifty episodes in the bag, and and so just you know just a real quick point about that because you know I. We, we talk a lot about making content and of course, you know, small businesses out there, you know, they're, they're busier than a one-legged man in an ass kicking contest. Uh, and so, you know, the reply back, you know, we usually get is, Oh, Michael, I would love to do podcasts. We'd love to do more content. You know, we just don't have the time to do it. Well, you have to have a system, you know? And, and so that, that's the first thing. And then of course, you know, the other thing people have is a little bit of a, stage fright, you know, well, I've never put anything together. I've never put content out. I've never, I hate the way my voice sounds, you know, all of, all of these things. And, uh, you know, we just have to remember that nobody was good at something that when they first started doing it and that, you know, through doing something and through practicing something and, and failing is how you get better and is how you excel. So you just have to take that first step, uh, and start doing it. You know, as, as Zig Ziglar says, you know, anything worth doing is, worth doing poorly until you're able to learn to do it right. And so, you know, that's what you have to do when you put out content, but you know, you also have to have a system. And so, you know, this show is a, an example of how, you know, two busy guys like us uh, can put out regular content is we have a system in place where every single week we take an hour Wednesday at 11 and we do this show. And then from that, we rip the audio and we're going to turn that into a podcast. And then we'll uh, have Anna, you know, clip certain sections of the video. And that's going to be uh, Instagram content or Facebook content or LinkedIn content. Or we're going to uh, take, uh, you know, a full-length article in, uh, out, off of something that we talked about here on the show. And then turn that into little micro pieces of content for uh, micro blogs and social. We may take a piece of an audio and do an audiogram and clip that. And then there's another piece of content. So from one hour a week, we can then siphon off, you know, multiple, multiple pieces of content and really get 
a week's plus worth of content uh, to be able to serve from that hour. And of course you have to have a great team. You have to have, you know, somebody like Anna, who's our queen of content on the back end, be able to do this for you, you know, but uh, that's the system that you have to get into place and you have to be consistent about it that, you know, that that's the other uh, golden rule here. So I'll leave you guys with those tips, but if you have any other questions, please reach out to us, DM us, everybody have a safe, prosperous, healthy week, happy Easter, and see you next time. All right. Thanks, Mike. Well, you've heard it from Mike. Work smarter, not harder. You can reuse content. You can use content multiple ways, cut it up, different mediums. Um, I think that really is a common thread that we we hit on this show. And that is just to, you know, as small businesses, we we get caught up doing so many things, trying to run our business, trying to work on our business while working in our business. And uh, it can be a little overwhelming sometimes. So, you know, any any tips or tools um, or systems that you can develop to work smarter, not harder, to reuse content, um, and to have one thing turn into a hundred things, that's probably going to be a, a good option for you there. Um, yeah, so that is it for today. Uh, we will be back with another episode of Ask Wildman next Wednesday at 11. If you haven't already, go to our website at wildmanweb.com. We've got tons of resources there. We have the archives of this show. So all of the shows that we've done in the past are on our uh, live stream archives page along with the transcript on anything. So in case we at some point said something smart and you want to go back and find that, that's all available for you. We do have our blog, tons of articles there on everything that we're talking about here and a bunch of other resources. So again, make sure to check out wildmanweb.com and sign up for our newsletter uh, for, for premium content um, before we ever post it to the website and some some stuff that we never put out there for public use. So um, it's, and I know I'm a little bit biased here, but the team over here has really been doing an awesome job on those newsletters that they've been coming out. We just put one out at the beginning of this show. So um, if you are subscribed, check your inbox. All right, that's it from me. Thanks, everyone, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.